Welcome to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey, where we explore the rise of feminine energy in life, leadership and business. This podcast is for you if you are a leader in business and corporate and you're struggling to find meaning in what you do and how you engage your team. So join us as we talk all things leadership, strategy and culture and how we value both the feminine and the masculine in men, women and society at large to make a difference in our workplaces. As you know, on this podcast, we like to bring you interviews with business owners and leaders that use feminine energy in some way in their workplace. And I'm delighted today to bring you Leona Merchant, who runs Body, Life and Soul. And she's my Pilates tutor. And she has a wonderful way of bringing the feminine into exercise, into our physiology, into our connection with ourself. And we have lots of fascinating conversations about how that connection to self is so important in life and when we're running our businesses. She also has a lovely feminine way at looking at her business and how she drives creativity and connection with her clients. So it's a great conversation around connection with ourselves, with our bodies, with other people and how to look at business with more of a feminine eye. Welcome, Leona. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Oh, Rebecca, thank you for inviting me to speak with you. I know, it's, it's, it's great. We've known each other for a long time now. And um, I just wanted to give people a bit of flavor as to like why we're talking about this. So um, of, of this podcast is all about feminine energy and leadership and business. And Leona is my Pilates instructor, which it sounds far too like small for what you actually do. So I wanted to um, bring Leona along because we talk all the time about the holistic approach to health, the holistic approach to like how we manage our bodies and our minds. And it feeds so much into feminine energy, which is why we have such fascinating conversations, which is why I invited you along. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so the first time I met Leona, I, uh, I'd moved back from Perth and I'd injured myself training and I had a really bad shoulder injury and I had seen various health professionals and I'd had like lots of different exercises to do I'd even had injections in my shoulder and nothing was getting it better so when I moved back to Brisbane I thought I'll go and start Pilates and see if that'll help and I came in to see you and you started looking at me and so tell me your approach to customers and clients Um, it's when I have people first come in, I always look at their whole body. So, yeah. and it's interesting when Rebecca came in with a shoulder problem. I think, well, the likely issue there is probably not the shoulder, but it's coming from somewhere else, and uh, even from the feet. And I think I probably even prompted Rebecca, asked her, I would have asked her on the initial assessment, oh, do you have any problems with your feet? And so I I work a lot with feet because at the end of the day, the body is all connected. And if your feet, which are your foundations, if they're not stable or working correctly, you're going to have issues possibly in your knee, your hip and your opposite shoulder. So... I always look at the whole body and and Pilates tends to look at the whole body but um, especially when there's injuries you need to consider the whole body. 
And I think that was what was fascinating for me is that I went in and going, oh, my shoulder's hurting and I can't do weights and all of that. And he said, okay, so what goes on with your left ankle? And I'm like, um, well, I've had a netball injury there since I was like 17. How do you know about that? And it was this this linkage that you were telling me about, this whole energy link in the body, the kinetic chains in the body. And I'd never experienced or thought about the body in that way, holistically, which I think is a real it's the feminine way of looking at things it's the how do you bring that wholeness rather than just working on the isolated part yeah so I think one of the first things I did with Rebecca was work one of the first things I teach people is posture and it's standing posture and it's called my standing and centering cues and starting from the foundation so we start at the feet and so what I I think brought to Rebecca's awareness was most, I guess, people can tend to have flat feet. Rebecca, on her left ankle, it was the opposite. She <laughs> was um, rolled out on her foot. So there was a whole lack of stability that would be related right up through the centre of her inner thighs, her pelvic floor, her hip stability, and then obviously I think it travels to your shoulder. Yeah, and I really... I was fascinated by this. It really got me curious that uh, when I came in and said, let's you know, talk about my shoulder, and you're like, let's work on your feet, and let's talk about how your feet are centred and how you stand. And, and obviously I stand a lot for a living, doing lots of training. Mm. And, it, yeah, it was so interesting to me. that. And that was one of the things you brought up. Uh, your shoulder pain happened because you teach or, or lecture a lot of... Um, at your with your presentation yes. so you were standing for hours at a time lecturing to groups of people and that's when your right shoulder would stir up yes and so the connection is quite obvious now that we speak about it but it, that's when it happened the most it was always after you'd been off on your lecturing yeah, doing the presentations training. to businesses so yeah so it's yeah. so this really interesting thing, and it got us talking even more. So I, I started talking to Leona about feminine energy and what I do. And then we just started having all of these fascinating conversations about how critical it is to think about connection. And I think mm. when you're describing what you do, connection is a huge theme for you, isn't uh, it? Yeah, connection. And I think you bring that out really well in what I do is that I help people to connect with their body. Mm. and. I think Pilates, when it's taught well, can do that. So one of my first things, as well as the posture and the standing and centering cues, is connecting your breath. Yes. Because it's your breath that connects with your body and your breath connects with your centre, mm. your core. And often I find there's a lot of people who can't breathe properly. <laughs> and if they don't breathe properly, I know their core's not working. Yeah. And... Uh, one thing I think when people have worked with Pilates is they do feel very centred. But the other thing the breath does, it helps, because it, the breath helps you with movement, it helps connect you with your body, it helps you to become aware of things that you probably haven't noticed before. Mm. And to bring awareness to something that's not right. Yeah, and you, you yeah. often say... So, so sometimes when we're doing a, a new exercise or, uh, or a new thing in, in Pilates, um, I'm sure other people do this as well, but I'm concentrating really, really hard. And sometimes when I'm concentrating really hard about getting it right, so I'm in my head about getting the technique right, 
I forget to breathe. Mm. And then you always come in and say, remember to breathe because when you don't breathe, you're tense. Everything tenses up yeah. and you lose flow. That's right. And um, that's right. Breath holding is a big no-no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is common in when you learn new exercises or in beginners, there are there is a lot of breath holding. Breath holding creates a lot of tension in the body. Mm. When there's tension in the body, your muscles don't work properly. There's no flow. Yes. Right? So um, breath does give you flow. It helps you to move. And as one of my Pilates teachers, and comes from Ron Fletcher Pilates, Ron Fletcher always said, it's the joy of movement. So ah. it gives you... You know, breath is the first prerequisite to movement. Yeah. Breath is a movement. Yes, I love that, the joy mm. of movement, because I think, yeah. uh, I, I feel whenever I've had a session, there's like this peace or this calmness or yeah. this, um, this this wonderful feeling yeah. after I've leave a session with I, you. I guess if you understand meditation, mm. meditation meditation is just being present in the present moment. One of the simplest things to do if you want to be present in the moment is to focus your breath into your center. Yes. Right. So your breath calms you. So once you get your breath coming down into the lower rib cage, into the lower part of your lungs, yes. it actually has an effect on cortisol levels and oh. it causes them to decrease. So with the old adage of the stress response, that gets your cortisol levels up, your breathing quickens. Yes. So then you've got that fast energy. But, you know, we the, our problem in modern day is we tend to be shallow and have that high cortisol response constantly. So breathing down deeper definitely helps calm you. Yeah. And I suppose what you find when people are doing a session with you is that because yeah. you're constantly prompting them and reminding them about breath that they, yeah. they have that as a side effect because that's what they're doing as part of the session. Yeah. And also, yeah, so breath brings you, it helps you to just, I uh, guess, be, yes. be you or yes. be you in the present moment. So when you're focusing on your breath, you're not focusing on anything else, whether you've got to get the kids or whether you've got a deadline at work. You, your breath helps you to focus into your centre yes, and brings you into the present moment. So I think when you do Pilates in that way, you do feel calm, enriched, enlivened. Mm. And that's, that brings us back to that beautiful feminine I, yeah. I describe a lot of the time. Feminine is a state of being and masculine is a state of doing. And yeah. we need both, we but need... we've overdone the doing. That's <laughs> that right. And there's no reason, I mean... We use the breath so you can do yeah. good exercise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it comes with this interplay between yeah. the two I talk about all the time. None of mm. this is about one energy is worse or better than the other. It's this interplay of both functions that come in that, yeah. that we need. Yeah. And sometimes I can see people try too hard in an mm. exercise. And so then they get everything all working and compensating or saying, no, let's just slow it right down. Use your breath now. Yes. Just try and do it a little bit more slowly, and then we see a better technique. Ah, so, yeah. so there's almost that worry 
that if people are really overly worried about getting the technique exactly right and they focus on that too much, they're almost in their head too much. That's right. But, yeah, if you slow it down and use your breath, yes. then the muscles will just flow. Yeah. And so you'll bring and them back into connection with the body. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's very no Yeah, I, I love it. I think the this theme about connection comes out over and over again in the work that you do. So mm. this connection of breath and body and being present. And then the connection of... It's going to sound weird, but the connection of different body parts, because we talk a lot about the kinetic yeah. chains or the energy chains. Yeah, I think the body is a kinetic chain. So just for example, we all have heard the ankle is connected yes. to the knee. <laughs> well, there it is true. Yeah. Um, and so what we tend to find with the joints in the body is we need mobility in some joints, stability in the others. Yeah. And what we find is when we work our way up your body, so for instance... Your big toe needs to have mobility, midfoot needs stability, ankle needs mobility, knee needs stability, hip needs mobility, lumbar spine needs stability, so and so on, and thoracic spine needs mobility. But we can see there's a alternating pattern between stability and mobility. So these kinetic chains, if you lose mobility for for instance in Rebecca mm. she lost a lot of mobility in her ankle so the knee has to take on I guess the opposite role of stability and move more right because the ankle's not moving enough so you can see how we start affecting this kinetic chain and you can imagine the lengths of a chain if one link becomes really stiff the whole the chain doesn't bend nicely yeah and move nicely yeah right? it becomes jammed up in a certain area and that sort of continues up along the chain yes and what i love about this is we're talking about connection we're talking about energy and we are talking about how you look at the whole body yeah, yeah and that's correct you have to look at the whole body <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing but it's amazing how many times that we don't know we, we, we go in and we, we get advice or we get exercises and it's just on the one little thing that we think is wrong rather than the holistic yeah. approach and look i think everything has its place when you have an injury when you first you probably need treatment hands-on mm. treatment first yes you will be given some exercises now the first exercises in rehab they will be isolation exercises yes. because what we find is when there's pain and injury the mind or your brain just starts switching off muscles right. act from activating right. so it isn't as easy as it sounds it is complex so we do have to i guess retrain your brain to move or activate certain muscles so pain and injury can inhibit certain muscles but so this is where we do need some isolation exercises but at, as we want people to return back to their work or their sport we have to make sure we integrate the whole body yes and i always talk about muscle sling systems mm. a lot there are muscle groups that work together so they're like a married couple <laughs> you can't separate them but often we need to have i guess these muscles sling systems all functioning together so 
that the body works together as a whole. Yes. Mm. I often wonder uh, uh, when you're walking around and you're just, I don't know, in a shopping mall somewhere and you're looking at people and <laughs> you oh. see them walking funny or like yeah, or they're, they're tight in one area or one shoulder's higher than the other. Do you like well, just oh. want to go and like say, right, just want to adjust oh, you? And <laughs> actually, I probably don't want to go and adjust them because I think they'd be too shocked. But I'd say, okay, yes, this person has weakness in the hip area obviously there's something going wrong mm. there so but oh have a look at his feet <laughs> very flat footed so oh. in my own mind what how I could help that person <laughs> so one of the challenges for anyone that's doing a lot of work in the feminine and I find this in the leadership space as well is because the feminine tends to be more intuition um, it tends to be more about the intangibles it's actually really difficult to get certainty around it, which makes it really difficult to describe and explain to people and then also then tell them what results are. So when you're doing your work, you're not what I would call a transactional person in the sense that you don't go in and say, right, you've got an ankle problem there, we'll fix the ankle problem, see you. It's more this whole piece that comes together. And a lot of the time it appears you have intuition about people when you're looking at them and the way that they move. So how do you describe what you do to people? How do you how do you bring the magic in that you have? How do you bring that into your <laughs> to your work description? My gosh, um, that's a really good question. And I think sometimes I just do what I do, and I'm not aware that there's magic there. But it's when I get people like you that tell me that oh this is different than what I've ever had yes. before. So I come from a science background. Yeah, I've. I um, did a Bachelor of Applied Science in Human Movement, yes. but I have to say it was Pilates that really gave me my education. So I think I still have that science mind going on behind me, but it's the Pilates is my exercise tool that helps me to, I guess, apply this energy. And I think I was blessed with great Pilates instructors, right. um, uh, teachers, I mean, yes. who taught me and who were very close to Joseph Pilates, so who learnt off him or his elders. So I've been blessed with good training in Pilates. But I think my intuition too is I have an ability to look at somebody and because I've been doing it for so long now, I can see when things are out of alignment mm. or I pick up on... You know, things that, and that's the big thing is posture and alignment is paramount to a good functioning body. And if you're good at looking at a whole body and you can see that something's not moving correctly, then okay, let's have a look at that. Yes. And, and try and get to the bottom of it. And I think that's where functional movement assessments can come in too. But then you've still got to apply the results that you find so yeah i think we have tools that can help us get to the bottom of things but i really find pilates focuses on the whole body yes and perhaps it's the way that i bring your awareness to your posture and alignment i think that's where people can change yes um, and once you know something about what's going on then you can change it yeah otherwise you're just having a stab in the dark yes and mm. for those people who may have experienced Pilates, but they've experienced it as I lie on a bed and I push my feet around. <laughs> and <there's> not... <laughs> oh, don't worry, there's a lot of that going on. There's, uh, uh, I guess that's the thing is 
I think this can be any exercise, yeah. right? It can be Pilates, particularly in big group classes. It's just a bunch of movement. So, mm-hmm. but when it's, I guess, what Pilates is about is it is finding this connection, this centerness, this mind and body. You being able to connect with your body, so movements flow. And when the movement looks easy and it flows beautifully, you know you're doing it correctly. Yes. So if you've ever done a ex- learnt a new exercise or you've been doing movement and you've got this cogwheel effect of it's not being smooth, that's probably the connections in your brain aren't smooth. So we need oh. to connect. And practice helps that. Yes. Yeah. And how do you prepare for a session? So when you're working with people, you obviously have to almost be in the zone, which is that creative flowing space. Like, how do you do that? Oh, gosh. I remember when I first started teaching Pilates. (laughs) And it is very intense that you're looking at people, watching them move, and you have to give them the right exercise Mm. to help them. And so I just found it was very um, intense on my behalf because I'm giving a lot all the time. But I think now that I've been doing it for 20 years, it comes, it's second nature to Mm. me now. So I see things a lot more easily. I correct things. Um, Yeah, I I think it's come naturally to me. So I don't think I've ever struggled a lot with it. Um, Perhaps I found it a lot more intense in the beginning, but now it's second nature. Um, When I drive to work, I always play classical music. So I find that helps my mind. It sets up a really beautiful start to my day. So it has, although if the classical music isn't what is my taste then I will turn something else on but I tend to find that is calming yes and it puts me in a good mind space yeah yes um for you in your business so we've talked a lot about the practice of Pilates and how you like bring that to your clients for you in your business how do you bring masculine and feminine energy into your business when you're thinking about your business going forward um that's a great question and I think you know, I've been doing uh, quite a few business courses over the last few years, yeah. and I see there's this lot of masculine <laughs> energy that comes in, and I think we do need it because mm. I guess what I've been trying to do now in my business is, okay, what are the five steps to get someone from who's perhaps suffering from a lot of pain, ongoing injury, and not getting anywhere? How do we get them to be functioning? where they're happy at a level they want to function. And um, so I think I've tried to break down my business into five steps. And the first one is connecting the mind with the body. So that's where Pilates comes in beautifully because without that mind-body connection and without awareness, you you can't have a full functioning body. Mm. So that's where I start. Then we need to get the foundation strong. So this is where we do need to build up stability in the body. And um, particularly, it's not just the feet, it's actually all the stabilizing joints. It could be um, your pelvic stability, your core stability, shoulder blade stability. We need to have that all functioning. And once we've got a stable body, then we can bring in you know, get in 
um, you know, more the functional movement, so integrating everything all together in a whole. Um, but uh, so that's where we take people into functional movement, mm. and so that's where perhaps I bring like to bring in the weight systems. Right. But the weights I teach, it's a kinetic link training. Um, it's not your typical gym yes. uh, isolated movements that you might just do a chest press. My functional weight training program you're working the upper body and the lower body simultaneously and that's where we start to work the body as the whole so the core has to um, be that connecting factor between your upper and lower body so that's how we get the core training right. with weights and so the other two steps are nutrition so you can't have a healthy body if you don't eat correctly and also recovery is important and that's things like sleep getting enough sleep hydration uh stress management there comes yeah. in there too so they're the five steps i guess which you could say are masculine energy your system yeah. that's right the system but then when you get down into the nitty-gritty of it it's bringing in that feminine energy to say, okay, how is this person functioning as a being? Is it working holistically or where do we need to tweak it? Yeah, mm. I love that. The, I love the, the framework of the masculine with the feminine mm. being able to interplay inside all of that and, yeah. and like explore as it needs to and let your intuition yeah. guide and you know that you can come back to those steps as needed as can your clients they can think that's oh right. I'm, I'm here or, yeah yeah so i think um that's where i'm at in in formulating yeah. and getting deeper into those steps so i've been probably good at this mind body connection and progressing into now the functional energy but it's bringing in also functional training it's bringing it all together in a system that flows and i think that can help people see that even though they are five steps it's actually looking at this holistic body yes and what's required for good health yeah i, I love it because when when we're in business um people buy certainty so mm. they when they're looking at purchasing something or joining a program they're looking they want an answer to the their question or answer to their problem and so they want certainty and a lot of the feminine energy practices around there don't give certainty because they're more in this intuition creative yeah. formlessness space so i think if in the feminine energy space we can give certainty through some system but the system is fluid enough to allow that feminine to play then mm. that's the that's the perfect world i love that that's right so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's what you're bringing i think that's, to your clients yeah, yeah so i hope to and i'm um, that's work in progress <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, I don't know if you find this, but we go on these, uh, when, we're, when we all own our, when we have our own businesses, we go on these business courses and sometimes I walk away and I, I just, I didn't connect because to me it was too linear, logical steps, masculine, systemized, everything. Mm. And yes, as we've talked about, there's a value in, in some of that, but the minute we make it too rigid and locked down, we lose that ability to explore. That's right. And I think sometimes... Yeah, I, this is why it's taking me time because yes. I don't want to be locked down and I think, oh, well, what if this happens and then I need to prescribe this? So I have to have different scenarios and now I think what I'm trying to do is build 12-week 
say a 12-week program but yeah. obviously it'll form the skeleton on the basis and obviously no people are no two yeah. people are alike so this is where it is hard you, one system doesn't fit all or one 12-week program won't fit every person mm. but I think what it can help is develop a really good foundation that we can build on from yes. there and that's where I think this extra um, programming can come in specific to a person yeah um, yeah so if you had say one message that you wanted to get out there to people who are either injured or in re in a rehab moment or just want to explore Pilates like what, what would be that message uh, the message I think look definitely you need to really start with your posture yeah your breath um, if you're if you can't connect your breath with your body you're not in your center um, I just find when people aren't connecting their breath with their center they have no idea what's going on mm. so the, what that does it brings awareness and I guess you need guidance from a teacher then help that can help guide you and see things that you can't see yes. to where problems could be establishing yes. themselves because often when you have a problem where you get the pain is not where the problem is. So it is actually elsewhere in your body. Yes. Yeah. It, um, particularly if there's, you know, a, alignment or instability going on. Yeah. I think that's another really interesting point that, that you always say is, like, I will say, oh, my arm's hurting. And you're like, yeah, I get that. But let's work on the inside of your shoulder blade over here. That's right. <laughs> and so Rebecca... Uh, went off to the US earlier this year and I didn't see her for three or four months and she came back with a sore arm and oh but it's my upper arm the pain's here I said yes but that's not where we need to work <laughs> we need to work in your shoulder blades get more stability there because if I can make you stable there then your shoulder's going to function better yes. you'll get better arm movement and then it'll start resolving. So what has it been now? It's been about four weeks. Yeah, and it's an awful lot better from everything yeah. we've been doing. And I, I love this, that it's not the surface level problem, it's the deeper problem. And we, we actually talk about that in coaching too. Yeah. The problem is never what the client thinks it is. It's that you have to go deeper. That's right, yeah, and depth. And I think depth is a word that has come up a lot, especially in my Pilates training. Mm. I had my instructors taught with a lot of depth, and I guess I teach then with a lot of depth. Yes. Because there's a lot of superficial exercise out there. Yes. That doesn't get down to the bottom of it. No, and the, all of this thing about bringing in the whole body, looking at the, the chain of movement and the flow of energy, mm. that's where you bring in all of your magic, I think. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Rebecca. <magic>. <laughs> Thank so you. I would just like to add, I think at the end, and you've had other clients feed this back too, but at the end of a session, you all walk out and there's a just a wonderful, I feel just calm, connected, centered whenever I walk out of a session with you. It's the sort of thing I think I should do this every morning before I go to work because it just yeah. brings that calmness. And I know you've had other clients that, yeah. this guy you were telling me about oh, earlier. <laughs> I know, and um, an older guy, a gentleman, who's obviously had a lot of injuries, who can be stirred up quite easily with some exercises um, just from old injuries. But he said one thing, he said, when I leave here, I feel elated. And it is. And I think when you, if you haven't done 
Pilates before, that's the feeling it does give you, this feeling that comes from your centre and it's uplifting, your mind feels clear and you're ready to take on the world. <laughs> well, that's a brilliant message to end on. Thank you so much for being part of this oh. and just bringing this other perspective into how we can utilise feminine energy in our life and leadership. Really appreciate okay. it, Thank, Thank you, you, Rebecca. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Leona, for sharing all of that with us. And I really appreciate the way that you look at connection as just a core part of wholeness and how you look at your business and bring in that creativity and intuition within a structure, but allowing that creativity to flow. If you're interested in more of what Leona does, check out her website at bodylifeandsoul.com. And trust you enjoyed learning about your own inner connection. And I really hope that you go away and start thinking about how you can use exercise and movement as a way to balance both the masculine and feminine in your life. Thank you for listening to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review as this helps us spread the message and keep the conversations going. If you'd like to find out more about Rebecca's work, go check out her website on AchieveLeadSucceed.com where you can sign up to receive her ebook on the five C's of feminine energy and a video of Rebecca talking about leadership and feminine energy. And we've also got a Facebook group where we talk about all things leadership and culture, particularly around masculine and feminine energy. And that's called Captivating Leadership. So you're very welcome to join us there too. See you soon. Mm-hmm.